Right about now. Let's go. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. KRS Radio presents Comedy Comedy Chat, where we discuss comedy topics with comedians known and unknown. Laugh and learn. They must not know just who this is. About what we go through to make it in this industry. It's live. It's live. It's funny. It's funny. And real. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Yeah, that's that shit. It's that time. Blase sleep. 
I this is where I come from, and the only reason don't come from me. This is the only reason why I come from this angle is because I'm I'm close to fifty. I done lived I done lived life out here a little bit enough to have a decent opinion about this subject. And my whole thing is this: Kiki do look good. Kiki looks good for just having a baby. Don't get me wrong; she looks great. However, she's in a relationship now, and she just gave birth to this man's baby. So this man is gonna feel a type of way about the mother of his child behaving in in such a way um he probably already approved the dress he probably already said you with me the dress is cool the dress is cool when kiki got up on stage with that dress and started letting usher sing in her ear that there go my baby with his arms around her waist and and that's where that's where the the lines get blurred for me because i I don't care y'all women I'm not the kind of woman that say you can't have fun. Have fun. Have your live your best life. Have a time last night. However, when you have a man and you are in a relationship, you have to respect that man. I'm sorry. He probably already let you wear the dress because you was with him. That don't mean I'm gonna get on stage and bump and grind with a with a, a, a ex friend that is singing a song to me that seems like he's singing it directly to me. That's where I think that Kiki did, did was going doing a little bit much, okay? I don't mind the dress. I think she looks great in the dress. I'm pretty sure that he approved the dress because she was with him. So he like, yeah, there there go my baby. We going to stunt. I'm going to show I'm going to show the world that this is my boo. Now when she got up on stage, that changed. So that's that's where I'm at. I just feel like Kiki, yes, you are a beautiful woman. We've all watched you grow up. You look great in your dress. Everything looks good. But, baby girl, people going to have something to say, honey. They're going to sip their tea. They're going to say what they got to say. And you got to be ready for the repercussions of what comes out of that because it's going to be a lot of people. People even might treat you a little bit different now because now you're kind of looking like you out in the streets, Kiki. That's the only thing. You've never, You've never worn that hat to be out in the streets and now you're putting the hat on. So, you know, I can't I can't blame I can't blame social media on this because social media gives people a voice. It gives people a voice in the platform and you give them something to talk about, they're gonna talk about it, child. They ain't got nothing else to do. They're gonna talk about it. Okay. Um also in uh other news, this is this is a turn for the worst. This is some sad news and then I'm gonna go to a song because my guest is going to come in, and we're going to have a lot to chat about today. So it's a typo on my half because I got that he is from South Carolina. He's actually from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's too many comedians. I can't keep up with y'all. I got comedians in Raleigh. I got comedians in Columbia. I got really, uh, comedians in Greensboro. I got comedians in every part of North and South Carolina. I can't keep up with all y'all. It's too many funny people. So I wanted to correct my mistake on air. Because he let me know that I had it wrong um, on his on his introduction. So um, I do want to say that um, I will have to say um, I want to give another condolence. It, it's sad that every week I got to give a condolence out to a family, but this two year old this two year old little girl Winter out of Detroit um, was taken by her mother's boyfriend after he uh, murdered the mother he took the two-year-old daughter winter and there was an amber alert for her here in michigan we were all losing our minds worried about this little girl hoping that everything turns out okay 
they just discovered her body yesterday. Um, the guy turned himself in, um, or they caught up with him. He didn't turn himself in. He was on a police chase with them and ended up, you know, getting caught. Um, a day later, the little girl popped up, deceased. And um, I saw this little girl's father on the news pleading for this man to bring his daughter home safely. And um, I just think this 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 whole case is heartbreaking heartbreaking for me. Um, I couldn't imagine the little girl how I, I, she was so confused before her passing, not knowing what's going on. This man probably hurt her or did whatever to her. I just my my heart and prayers. The whole Caribbean radio show. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of that little girl, Winter, in Detroit. Um, check out this story. I mean, this story, as sad as it is, is it's a reminder that children's lives are precious. And we need to start treating our kids better. This this is crazy. Like, I can't – I didn't grow up in a time where we couldn't go outside and play and be safe. I, I, I didn't grow up in a time where – you know, we can't walk to the corner store without, you know, being possibly followed by somebody trying to traffic us. Like, the world is so crazy now. I just, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words with this. I'm so tired of seeing our babies being mistreated. I'm so tired of us being mistreated. I'm so tired of us being lost um, as black people and taking these type of routes. Um and this trust and believe his his justice is waiting in prison for him right now. Um, there there's no way there's no way there's too many fathers in this system there's too many uncles in this system, um, brothers in this system that's not going that's not going to look fondly on how this little girl Winter was treated. So, on behalf of Caribbean Radio Show, um, and Daddy Redwine here in Comedy Chat, we want to extend our deepest condolences to that family. Um, and I just pray that God wraps his arms around that family and gives them comfort during this difficult time. Um, and with that, I am going to uh, go and leave out of here with some music, y'all. We're going to listen to some music, and we are going to come back and get ready for our guest, okay? Let's go. You gotta get to know me, yeah. 
chatter say I wasn't to them, yes. All them chatter say them can't make no friends, yes. Pull up again and pick up and it's out in, yes. By coconut and go rocky boat, them, yes. All them chatter we no worry about friends, yes. Well, I'm a daddy say I wasn't to them, yes. You know I've got the time. Check it out. He's got a lot going on. 
He is a good friend of mine through Facebook. However, we've never done shows together. So we are just one of those, we're like, we're family. All comedians, we consider ourselves family. No matter how far apart we are, we always treat each other like family. So I've been knowing him for probably at least about five years, five or six years, just going back and forth on Facebook. And um, he posts some funny stuff. So he's going to give you all his information, and I'm going to bring him into the building. I want you all to give a very warm welcome to my friend, Donnell. Hey, good morning, Donnell. Hey. Are you there? Hey. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Danny. Thank good you for morning. having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the, oh, um, no thank you, you know, the great introduction. The introduction. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. The only thing I got wrong was uh, the South Carolina. Right, right, South Carolina. <laughs> that's, that's, right, everybody does right. that. No, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because there's so many comedians. We everywhere. Yeah, we are. We everywhere. Exactly. We I yeah. mean, South Carolina, North Carolina, it don't matter. New Mexico, you're going to find a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you definitely go find one. Well, for real, like, we, we, we become oversaturated since the pandemic because, you know, a lot of people have just are just trying to find humor in life. I really think that a yes. lot of people are hurting right now. So, you know, hurt people, you know, hurt people find different outlets to – get rid of the hurt or to help the hurt. And I think comedy is, is pr- been really easy for a lot of people. Absolutely. You're right about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get down to the nitty gritty because before your interview, we were talking about Kiki Palmer. You saw how everybody was losing their mind about Kiki having her booty out and Usher singing to her. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I did. I okay. That. So what's your opinion? <laughs> Do you feel like Kiki... You feel like she was doing the most with her booty cheeks out, or do you feel like, okay, she just had a baby, she every woman, she just being outside right now? What, what What's your take? Well, uh, I look at it like this. Um, she's free to do whatever she wants to do. However, if you have a boyfriend, husband, or something like that, I think there's a level of respect that you afford that person. Um, fortunately, Absolutely. I've been on social, fortunately, I've been on social media, so I saw – a lot of women sided with her saying stuff like, well, he ain't got a ring on a finger, she ain't married, she can do whatever she want to do, blah, 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 all that type of nonsense. But I think there's a level of decorum and respect. Those, yeah, those they women are, are single, and, by the way. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, it's <laughs> funny because I know, I know single women who don't believe that. They feel like, hey, if I got a boyfriend, I'm going to respect him at all costs. And um, I just think, Absolutely. you know, um, I just think – you know, if you got a man, there's a level of respect that you afford him, and I don't, I, I don't think he, yeah. he should have done that. Um, that's just my personal opinion about it. Um, right. It's just something and I'll just even take it as far. I'll even take it as far as to say, okay, her ass was out, so we could all see her yeah. ass. Well, guess what, it's baby? You with me? You with me? I approve the ass dress, okay? But you with me? Right. I don't want you leaving my side for the rest of the night while your ass is out. That I can see. Okay, he he gave me permission to wear the dress. He didn't give me permission to go on stage and get sung in my ear by Usher. There go my baby. There you go. And because had it been the other way around, if a man does that, then women are like, oh, my God, he's so disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not right. It's just, I, I, I mean, I don't think she should have done that. 
And I, what, what I don't like is a lot of women would take that and say, oh, you're, the man is insecure or he's trying to control and all that. And I just think that's, that's BS. You just don't do that. Social media has yeah. built up this arena where people live in a false reality. Because I'm telling you, yeah. when you step outside of social media, a lot of women, single or married, would say that's some BS. They don't do that. They don't believe in that. And I think social media is like right. a false reality for these people to live in and say, oh, yeah, girl, do that. Kick your butt. You ain't got a ring on your finger, blah, blah, blah. But they know when they get around their friends in the real world, a lot of women will frown upon that, and they know that. And that's why I don't believe a Absolutely. lot of people really believe what they post on social media. I know they don't. I know they don't. <laughs> right. And I don't, I don't invest in social media like that. Like, I feel like yeah. people take way too – they take social media way too – Fire like they phones is never out of their hands. Set your phone down. Right. It, you're not missing yeah. nothing. It, this ain't going nowhere. And I think people Absolutely. are just a little too obsessed with with having an opinion, with being a, in everybody's business. Like there's a lot of stuff right. that goes over my head for the simple fact that I I didn't know. I didn't. I don't be on there like all the time like that. I didn't hear about right, it. Right. I missed that's it. A- that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And people act like you people act like there's something wrong with you if you miss something. Right. No, it's, it's yeah, social media can be harmful. You're doing the right thing. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's get into this interview. You gotta tell me where where this all started at. Like where was the mindset at and what got you up on on stage the first time? What made you want to do this? And when did it start? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked that question. Um and 2015, I, I got to tell a story this way because it all makes sense. In 2015, um, a friend of mine named Ty Banks um, was putting a movie out. And around that time, I started thinking about doing standards. But he, he um, had a, a movie out. He was casting people. And I reached out to him one day. I said, yeah, man, I want to be in the movie. I was just joking around. I had no plans to be in this movie. So he sent me a script. And I said, oh, man, I, I guess I got to do this. Anyway, make a long story short, I go, uh, we stay on the, the scene, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I, I'm thinking about doing stand-up. So I reach out to him. I say, Ty, man, what you know about stand-up? He said, man, I don't really know much about it except comedians can be young. That's all he told me. I said, okay. So as the summer goes through, I make my mind up. I say, you know, I'm going to try stand-up. You know, I love to laugh. I love to cut up. I always stuff I want to just try. So I go to an open mic in August um, August 17, 2015, so I go to open my ideas. I said, okay, I think I can do this. So a week later, I made my mind up. I'm going on stage, right? So I wrote down all these jokes on a piece of paper, on a napkin, matter of fact. And that whole day, I didn't get cold feet, and something was like, you're going to go on that stage. Because I was thinking I was going to change my mind, and I, and I never did. So like I said, it was a voice saying, you're going to go to this open mic. You'll get on that stage. But anyway... I get there, I'm late. <laughs> I'm the only black person in this barn in Carlborough, North Carolina, right outside Chapel Hill. So I get on stage and I'm telling these jokes and nobody's laughing. These white folks looking at me like, man, what is this Negro doing in my town, in my bar? He ain't even funny. So I'm telling these jokes and I'm saying to myself, man, this ain't the way it's supposed to go. You know, I'm thinking they're going to laugh at me and everything. So I get to my last joke and I say, God, if these white folks don't laugh at me, I'm getting the hell off this stage. So I told this real vulgar joke, and these two white boys in the back of the bar bust out laughing. I looked up. I said, God, I found my calling. I've been doing it ever since. And that was on August 24, 2015. 
and I've been doing it. You know, I've been doing it ever since, and I, I'm glad I did do that because I'm at home when I do stand up yeah, and entertainment. So you got bit. You got bit by the bug. Yeah, I got bit by yeah because I had um I've always wanted to try it, you know, but I'm like ah oh, you know I put it off because I grew up a big I'm a big sports fan, you know I I love sports so. Even though I knew who the stand-up comedians were, I wasn't no comedy geek like some of these comics are because I love sports. I, I'm a sports fanatic, you know. So, um, but I've always been a, a fool. I get around family and friends. I cut up, and of course, everybody always tell you when you're funny, you need to do stand-up comedy. And I did it. I was 43 years old when I did it. I never forget, and I'm so glad I did that. I think it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Um, so that's how mm. that's how that started. That's how the journey started. Um, August 24th. 2015. First time I got on the stage. Okay. And so, and so, where and and where you are right now? You're you're in Raleigh right now, or you're in? I'm in Durham. Um, I'm from Raleigh, but I live in Durham. Oh, you're Raleigh, in Durham. Just so, okay. Yeah, but just so just so for just, um so people just listen and understand. Uh, Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. Um, it's called the Raleigh Durham area, RGU, and Raleigh is the capital. And then right next to Raleigh, 20 minutes away, is Durham, got Duke University. And then, of course, you got Chapel Hill, which is, is the next county over where you got um, UNC. And it's all right there together. You got, yeah, three cities right there together. Raleigh being the largest. But I'm from Raleigh, but I live in Durham, which is okay. like 15-minute drive, yeah. So, right. But I like Lansing okay. and East Lansing, 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 yeah, but it's right okay. around two hours from, from where I live in, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I know Lavelle was just in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, that's two Lavelle hours. Yeah. Not two hours. Yeah. yeah. And matter of okay. fact, Charlotte yeah. is right there on the border of South Carolina. Yeah, it's right there on the border of South Carolina. Okay, yeah, I know quite a few people that from, from where I'm from that moved to Charlotte, and they love it. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's not cold like it is up there in uh, yeah. where you're from, you know. <laughs> right. right. Now, yeah. now, you don't know this, but your voice is being heard in the Caribbean. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. You're getting a whole new audience right now. You can people from Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, they can hear <clears> you. <throat> oh, awesome. Thank you, man. That's great. I'm, that's good. Maybe yeah. I can get some new fans. Yeah. 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 yeah I appreciate the exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know Caribbean radio show here, we're trying to expose independent artists. We try to expose independent comedians, independent um rappers, singers, okay. um, that are doing their thing. So we don't get we don't get the attention that, you know, some of these people that have agents and, you know, the the means of living in big cities where they can get more exposure. You know, we we're, we're we are the people that do stuff that is not really seen as much. So we're trying to give, right. you know, people like us that opportunity and more platform to, you know, get some exposure. Um, and, you know, I, I I love it. You know, I think comedy is comedy is multifaceted. You don't have to yes. just be a stand-up comic. You know, you can right. become exactly. an actress, writer. You know, you might even be good at editing or marketing or promoting. You might be good at setting up shows. You might be good at hosting there's just so many different things that you can do with comedy. So um, right. I love it. I know that it will always be a part of my life, whether it be consistent or inconsistent. It will always be a thing for me. Um, right. You know, I do. people do have private lives, so sometimes that interferes. But 
when I got bit by the bug, I was bit too. That was it. I, I was right. I, my mind yeah, was made yeah. up. You know, it takes I one laugh. It was gonna be a part of my life. <laughs> yep, I, yep. I knew it was gonna be a part of my life. So, absolutely. Now you got to give me your Mount Rushmore of comedians and tell me why you were inspired by them. We need male and female because you know, all everybody always goes to the male, and if you don't have male and female separately five and five you can kind of mix them in but i give you that option but i do need your five people or comedians that influence you the most and you think are the funniest okay well i'm gonna go with um you know because everybody don't know all the comedians i'm just gonna go with um this is my popular five eddie murphy um richard pride whoopi goldberg um uh, what's the um ah oh, man, I can't think of the white guy. He passed away. Oh man. Um oh, Whoopi Goldberg is one that I always get compared to. A lot of people compare me to Whoopi. Yeah, well, I love Whoopi. I've like, liked Whoopi ever since I was a kid. Me too. Um, and she doesn't get mentioned that much, but she is very, very yeah. funny. Yeah, um and the white guy he George Carl George George Collins and um of course Dave Dave Chappelle. And though that would be my five for the popular, like, like for the for, for society, you know, because everybody knows that. Right. For but, the, I, yeah. but I got to give you, yeah. but I got to go, but now I'm going to give you uh, another tier. And this is kind of like, you might know some of these people, and you might not know them, but these are people I think are some of the funniest, man. Um, Patrice O'Neill, bless his soul. Corey Holcomb. Um, that, that's who, um, Godfrey, he's another one. Shane, and as far as one, a woman, there's this comedian named um, Whiteout out of North Carolina. But she's from Chicago, but she lives here in North Carolina. Her last is funny. Her last is funny. Her name is Whiteout. And if you look, if you go watch the movie Hit or Lick 2, she's in that movie with me, and you can follow her. Her last is funny. Because I, I, I got to say this, Danny. I, I truly believe, man, the funniest comedians are the underground comedians. And there's so many out there. Yeah, me too. People don't, people don't know. I, I do um, that. There's, there's a guy named Sean Jones who's very funny. Um, there's a guy named Cool Bubba Ice. These guys are so funny that the only thing missing is they don't have the popularity. And they're just as funny. Joke by joke, just like the famous ones. They're just not, they're just not popular. And people don't know them. Um, unless right. they're in the and that, comedy yeah, and that's, world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many funny people out here. And I always say that. Oh. You, we don't even oh, know let me, let me the funniest you. people haven't what? even been discovered yet. Yeah, and, and let me let me add this one. Um, I also want to to the people that are listening. I want to say that um, you're very funny. I've seen your stand up. You're hilariously funny. And um, so the, the people who listen to the show, I want y'all to make sure y'all continue to um check out Danny. I think Danny is very, very, very funny. I love her stand up. It's just totally different. And you're right. It is kind of similar to um Whoopi Goldberg, but um. Yeah, you're very funny. You have Thank a different type of style. I, take, I received that yeah. compliment. You know, I've been getting, yeah, a, I've been getting more comfortable. It takes a, it takes a while. People don't realize how hard this job is. <laughs> oh yeah, stand, like, yeah, stand up is, is uh, man, that's a different beast. Yeah, a different beast. It's a different <laughs> type of beast. And you know, I mm. was, I didn't, I didn't get into comedy. I got into comedy different than everybody else. Everybody else got into comedy because. They loved it, could do it. I, I right. came into comedy because I needed something. I was going through cancer and a divorce and my son going to prison, my firstborn. Oh, like, I didn't know that. 
I oh, had, wow. Yeah, heavy stuff going on. That, that's what got me on stage. I needed something to avoid jumping off a bridge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Not understand that. And um, I, I got on stage with my little few little jokes. I, I got five minutes, and I only did three. But them three minutes, I got two more shows. And I oh, got wow. hit by the wow. bug, and I did percent So comedy is, is very – I'm very endeared to comedy because I got into it to kind of save my soul. I, I was really going through some dark stuff at the time I started doing comedy. So now I have a – you know, it's 10 years in now. And um, now I just have a different perspective for comedy. Now I right. just really, like, respect craft and want to learn everything, you know, as much as I can. Like, I've I've kind of put in the, the road work, but there's so much to learn, you know. Oh, right, so I'm, right, just, right. I'm just doing different stuff now. Now I'm doing the radio thing, and, you know, I just shot my first movie. So I'm dipping oh, into different stuff now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so this will be my first movie, but I'm super excited about it. That's a good thing. But, yeah, so, okay, so you only gave me two two women. Well, there's there's other women. There's other women I like. um, I like some more. Um, I think she's hilarious and funny. Um, Some more is hilarious. um, It's very um, underrated because I feel like some more is – is just as funny, if not funnier, than some of the greats. And I consider yeah. the greats as like Adele Givens, uh, Cheryl Underwood, um, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Marsha Warfield, um, yeah. Wanda Sykes. Like those, to me, those are giants for female comedians. Um, yeah. And some more belongs up there. She just don't get the shine, you know. You know, that's Nia Long's sister, too. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew that. I was shocked. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know they were sisters. Yeah, well, they're half sisters. Oh, they okay. have sisters. Right. They have the father. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they grew up in different households. They saw each other when dad had them together. Okay, that's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. But yeah. But, um, but there's yeah. a lot of more. There's a lot of some other women I like. I like um, she's daddy gone, but um, Lawanda Page uh, from Sanford and Son. I love her. Mom's majorly. I think she was a trailblazer for for women. She was. Uh, I listened to her stuff. She's hilarious and funny. And the woman you named Cheryl Underwood, uh, Adele Gibbons, um, then Marshall Warfield, yeah, and Wanda Sykes. Those, yeah, those are in my top. Yeah, I think all of all of them funny. Yeah, those are in my top five for sure. And Monique, like people. People, Monique is in my top five. I I don't care what what craziness that woman got going on. That woman is funny, and yes, um, if is. you yeah. if you bring up a lot, if you bring up a lot of uh, Monique's old stuff, Monique has has watered down over the years. But Bo- Monique is funny, and oh, yeah. and I have oh, to yeah. say, and I have to say this about Monique. I think Monique only became watered down over the years because of the scrutiny. Yes, that's the I only agree. reason why I think that's the only reason why I think she kind of conformed a little bit to these white folks because she'd been fighting them for so long and they finally gave her a shot, but she had to do you know yeah. she had yeah. even though yeah, she, she cussed like a yeah. she cussed like a sailor her her content her content wasn't as raunchy you know what I'm saying oh, right, it was right, more right. it was more 
it was more informative and you know inspiring it wasn't it wasn't um just outright funny like how she used to be oh yeah i agree yes yeah you go back you go back in the day man yes he was uh hell on wheels man yeah he was um yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Rock, yeah, you're right about that. So now you got to tell me about what what's a show that you've done, and this has happened to every comedian that last minute show where somebody called you and say, "Hey, I know this is last minute, but are you available? Can you host this show or feature this show for me?" And then you get there, and it turns out to be a dope ass person or a dope ass night. Well, I got something similar to that. It wasn't. I, it wasn't really last minute, but I was on, I was the opening act um, at a show, and I was supposed to do like ten to twelve minutes, right? No more than fifteen. And this was in twenty seventeen. At the time, I, I, I had around fifteen minutes. That was real good. And so the, the headliner is late, so they say, "Dink, you gotta, yo man, you are gonna have to uh, do more than that." In the back of my mind, I'm like, "More than what?" He's like, "Yeah, like twenty five minutes." And I'm like. Damn, man, I, I don't know if I can do that. He said, you better try. Well, I went over all my stuff, and I did a little small prayer, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do what I got to do. So anyway, I get up there, I got people laughing, and I ended up doing 30 minutes. I didn't even know I had it in me. And that's when I recognized all the writing I had been doing, all the um, open mics I had been going to, and start, I finally played, I paid off. I really had more than 15 minutes. I actually had about 25 uh-huh. minutes of material. And I didn't know it. And that's when I knew then. I said, wow, I said, I got this much? And it, it was, just, yeah. I, it was, um, it was, um, that's what I'm looking for. It was an omen, I guess, for good things to happen because I had no idea I had that much talent. Um, I had no mm-hmm. idea. I think the most, the most time I got that time might have been 10 minutes. That's it. And I had way more than that. Um, and that's not recognized. I really had a lot of jokes that I didn't know I had. And I tell Tommy right. that all the time. If you do a lot of writing and you go to open these open mics and continue to practice, you probably have more material than you think you have. And that's what I found out. You know, I had way more. Yeah. And that's why I was able to do my comedy specials the following year because I had, I had about hour material by that time. Yeah, absolutely. And you proved to yourself that you work well under pressure because getting up on yeah. stage yeah. and no. You don't know everything, but then that shit just once once your sets start flowing and that stuff starts coming back to you, and and the timing hits on time and your punches hit, it's right. like man, you know you you see your true potential in in everything. So yeah, I yeah. that's that's dope. Tell, uh, tell me about yeah, that yeah. special though. Oh, the special, my special is called General Rocky. I, I see him that uh, February twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen, and um. Um, that, that right there was, you know, <laughs> you were talking about pressure. I was, I, I was nervous as hell. I mean, it's always some type of anxiety or nervousness when you hit the stage, but it was a different type of pressure, nervousness. And when I, and when I first went out there, it was like, um, I, I don't like to, the only way I can uh, put this into perspective is unless you play sports. And you got these butterflies, and you're real nervous, and you're doing things you don't normally do. And when I got on stage, I forgot everything I was about to say, Danny. Don't lie. I, when I got on stage, I couldn't remember none of my jokes. And 
I made some shit up in my head. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can cuss about I made some stuff up in my head. And they started laughing. And slowly and slowly, all my jokes started coming back to me. And from there, I just went I just went into a zone. And uh, I had everybody laughing and everything. I just had everybody laughing. And the fact that I came out in the road what helped even helped even more. Uh, my right. Um Yeah. Yeah. Because when I came out on the road, they were like, oh, my God, what is he doing on the road? And um, that was the reaction that I needed. Because I literally, this is a whole lot, I literally forgot everything that I was supposed to say. I was in the back in the room going over my material. As soon as I got on stage, I couldn't remember nothing. <laughs> it's the craziest thing that ever happened. Right. But um, it came, everything slowly came back to me. And when I did that, I knew then. I said, oh, I said, I'm, I said, I know I really can do stand-up now. I said, I know I can do it. Um, I really can do it. Because, um, you know, to be in that position where you forget everything, and then you can, nobody knows you forgot everything. You find a way to rediscover it. Um, that told me then, I said, okay, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can, I can do this. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, it wasn't until I read your bio that, I um, saw that you were an author. So t- I want to know about your book because I used to be a big reader and I really need to start getting back into it. But um, okay. tell me about your book. Um, the, the name of my book is The Sparrow Will Fly. And um, it was inspired by, I was in church one day and the inspiration came from a young kid who might have been about 10, 11 years old who was uh, um, dealing with cancer. He had leukemia. And I think his leukemia was going into remission, if I remember correctly. And I saw how happy this little kid was in church. And while he was sitting down and he was just, you know, playing around and being happy, I said, "Wow, that kid don't even recognize, you know, he, you know, he has cancer, but he, but it doesn't affect him." And at that time, the, the choir song, this song called um, "Die of the Sparrow" by Mahalia Jackson, and Absolutely, yes. That's a classic. And what, yeah, what happened, I, the idea just popped in my head. I said, oh, man, I can write a book about this. And so what I did, I wrote the name of the title, The Crown of the Fly. And from there, I took the, the fact that that little boy had cancer and it was in remission and he was so happy. That inspired me to write the book, The Crown of the Fly. And the book, The Crown of the Fly, um, centers around this kid named um, Paul Christian. And Paul Christian is an all-American basketball player. He's getting college scholarships from all over the country. He's the number one player in the country, and his goal is to go play basketball at North Carolina State University because that's his favorite basketball team. Well, what happens is his senior year, he's diagnosed with cancer, and he has like a 15, mm-hmm. 15 cancer limit. So what happens, he goes into a deep depression, he blames, you know, mm-hmm. he hate, he gets mad at God. He wants to, he keeps saying to himself, "Why me?" Uh, he hates everything, everybody, you know, everything just goes down here. He's like, life is not fair. So what happens is, um, Paul uh, also wants to go to school to study birds. So what his mom does is, mom signs him up to go to the sanctuary where he can go um, help the wildlife, the birds, and stuff like that. So while he's at the sanctuary, this um, sanctuary for you know, rehabilitating birds, he meets this young kid named Jericho Walls. And Jericho has cancer too. Matter of fact, everybody at the safety were dealing with some type of cancer. The difference between Jericho and 
Paul is that very cold, just like the kid in church. He's very refined. He has cancer, but you would never know it. And he's still living his life to the fullest extent. And these two build a bond together. And they develop over friendship. And they learn from each other. But the thing is, is that Paul learns more from Jericho about how to deal with an illness and live your life to the fullest extent. And they fired, it inspired him to change his mentality about living and dealing with cancer. And that's why I, I yeah. call it the sparrow, the sparrow will fly. Um, and that's what a I want people to get, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, yeah, and what I want people to get from that book is that no matter whatever trials and tribulations you may be going through in life, you don't let that become your persona. You don't let that eat you up. You control it. And that's what that's what mm-hmm. Jericho showcased to Paul about when you're dealing with cancer, you don't let cancer take you. You overtake cancer, and you continue to live your life to the full extent. And that's, that's what I want everybody to get from that book. Whatever, whatever you're going through in life, whatever dark days you may have, it's there, but you don't have to let it take over your life. You control it, and you control the outcome. And, and that's also that uh, the, late, the late Jimmy Gavano, who was the coach at North Carolina State University, talked about cancer when he gave his cancer speech um, 30 years ago at the at the Esri Awards, you know, he talked about, you know, don't ever give up, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing that helped me inspire the right story is that um, I saw how Jimmy D dealt with cancer. I'm a big NC State fan, by the way, so I saw how he dealt with cancer, and he never let cancer beat him. And, and he, you know, to me, he might have, cancer might have took his life in the real world, but cancer never took his spirit. And that's what I want everybody to get when they going through something like, it may take you from the physical form what you're dealing with, but it can't take your spiritual form. And if, if people use that naturally whenever they're dealing with something in their life, I believe they'll be a, whole, a lot successful, especially if they believe in God, too. So that's what I want people to get Absolutely. from that book. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like, you, just, like you beat, just like you beat breast cancer. So you're part of that realm, too, mm-hmm. where it, it didn't overtake you, and you beat it. So that goes Absolutely. for you, too, Daddy. And I, and I did and I didn't do it without God. He was he with me every That's day. Right. And, yeah. and and that is something that I will always testify to. You know, I, I love the Lord. Yeah. Everybody know anybody yeah. that know me know I ain't I, I don't play no games about my father. And when right, I was right. going through it, going through all of that, um, there were right. nights where he woke me up and reminded me that right. he was present. There was times where right. I did not have nothing. And he reminded me that he was present. I, it ain't no way, you know. I can't speak for everybody right. else because I'm I'm jealous about. I don't, if you don't believe in him, fine. Go believe in somebody else. He mine. That's how I feel. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Well, well, that's, yeah. And I'm glad you said that because the book is it's really a faith based book because um, that's another thing. An element in the book is about believing in God, and and mm-hmm. I purposely named all the characters after people in the Bible. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the walls of Jericho. That's why I named his friend Jericho Wall. Um, everybody, his name is Paul Christian, Paul from the Bible. So um, his girlfriend is named Ezra. So I named everybody, and most of the people in the book uh, have biblical names, and those, their names have meaning to them because I wanted to be a faith-based, inspirational book that, that, the, that people could read and get inspired by, you know, as we go mm-hmm. through this life and we deal with the hurdles that life will throw at us sometimes, you know. Right. Absolutely. 
But, you know, going back to that, you know, that's that's what got me through. You know, I right. when I I was my lowest when I got diagnosed. My marriage was in trouble, right. my kid was in trouble, you know what I'm saying? And I was getting some bad mm. news. So, you know, it was it was a lot going on at that time. And I okay. I of course fell into a depression. But I knew that I had more to live for and I knew that I had my children I wasn't going to abandon them, and I loved that. And like I said, I, it went back to my faith. I couldn't, I didn't have a choice. I couldn't do that. I had to stick it out and, you know, trust my father. And I'm, you know, 10 years later, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm in a better position. Um, I don't, I don't try to drag my situation and, and make that a part of, who I am and I, I don't, I don't want pity. I I, I really right. want people to see where, what it took for me to get up off my butt and fight for myself. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. I, and that's literally what it was. It was me fighting myself and God being by my side through it. That's, that's all it was. Right. And yeah, exactly. me just know that, you know what I'm saying? Me just knowing that God has something for me keeps me going. That's my hope. You know, I don't, I'm not out here doing nobody wrong. I'm not out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, if right. anything, I am trying to figure out things better for myself so that I am able to be more of a voice um, for women and community and kids and, and that sort of thing. And I'm just walking the walk. I don't, I don't right. know what tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I just stepped out on faith and turned down a good job opportunity because I don't want to deal with that no more. I'm tired of working for other people um, and right. being unhappy and giving them more of my livelihood than my family is able to enjoy or that I'm able to enjoy. I'm not doing that no more. I trust my father. Yeah. He has not failed me, and that's that's where I'm at. So I'm feeling that a sparrow will fly because I am a sparrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are. And you are. You definitely are. I got to get you a coffee, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. And on that note, we are going to play a couple of songs and come back. I'm just going to put you on hold, um, Danielle, real okay. quick, okay? And we're going to come okay, back no after a couple of songs because this is a good conversation. Okay. I am really enjoying it. And we got more to yeah, talk about. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, coming up, we are about to play a couple of songs here. We are going into uh, Gotta Be. I think it's perfect timing for how we just ended it. We'll be right back. I'm here for a reason, man. I gotta be. Dodge death so many times, shit, I gotta be. I'm thanking God. I'm obviously a prodigy. Yeah. Let me read uh, another day yeah. to fulfill uh, my prophecy. Almost died a few times, been shot at, consumed lies, been brutalized and scrutinized, was boxed in like two times, no shot till I drew wise, and look back with new eyes, my young years just flew by, a grown man with two lives left, but life ain't no game, no, niggas in the hood, killing niggas off say so. you breaking gang codes, niggas die over pesos, I just lay low with my girl, hey, I made that one pesos, wanna make it like a night or day, I like I had changed clothes, these actors do the same shit, playing the same role, you hating on another COVID symptom, your taste pole. I do it for the love of it, like curry and clay show. I'm here for a reason, man. I gotta be. Dodge death so many times, shit, I gotta be. I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy. He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy. 
I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be God said so many times, shit, I gotta be I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy Walked away from accidents that probably should've took my life Walked away from magnum tips that probably would've been on my eye I know I'm not invincible, no army man I'm 27, how much more pain can a body stand? Yeah, I've made a lot of plans And I'll see to him, no retreat to him, complete doing Put heat to him like seafood, but at the same time I keep cooling and dream lucid, no peak to him I teach students and keep doing what I dream of Vision and my feet up, with a million on my visa Chilling in visa, controlling all delete the Times when I struggle Never needing any features Preach to the niggas that don't need to Take heed to the kingdom See leaders, you can be them See anybody struggling for guidance, you can lead them Anybody trying to break the chains, I bet you'll free them Was raining when I came and now we in a different season I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be God's death so many times, shit, I gotta be I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy I'm here for a reason, man, I gotta be Dodge death so many times, shit, I gotta be I'm thanking God, I'm obviously a prodigy He let me breathe another day to fulfill my prophecy Stop, stop. 
So, Donnell, how you doing this? Did you, did you enjoy the music? Did you like the music break? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yes, I enjoyed it. Good music. Uh, all yeah, right, definitely good music. That's some independent artists, you know, with some old oh, yeah, school, you know, reggae. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I enjoy it. I'm always for the, um, yeah, I'm always for the independent absolutely. artists. Yeah, so that's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we're going to get right back into it. So um, you did a couple of movies. You did a couple of movies that are on the Tubi movies, right? So three in total. So you got three movie credits? Um, no, I think it's, well, it's about to be five. Let's see. My first movie was Bless Your Heart. And I also did a, a movie called Malicious Intent 2. I got a small role in that. And then um, okay. Messy, Hit a Lick 2. And we just wrapped up um, this romantic comedy called Yes. Uh, so I have five credits. And then we're about to get ready to do Hit a Lick 3, and we're going to South America, down to Columbia to do that. So I got five right now. Yeah, five. Movie credits, but okay. total if you, if you count all my IMD credits, writing and everything else, I probably got, I got about 30, 30 um, IMDB credits, yeah. But movie and, credits, I'll okay, five. Good. That's what's up. Yeah. That is what's up. Right. Yep. So, um, you got to tell me about, okay, you said your first one was uh, the Bless. Um, bless your heart. Again. Yeah. God bless, bless. Bless your heart. And no, bless your heart. Too? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's on Tubi also, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And yeah, then tell me about mm-hmm. the um, the messy – Was did messy come after that, or did the hit a lick come after that? No, messy came out first and then hit a lick, too. And a lot of people okay. don't know, but hit a lick, too, is really the sequel to messy because it was supposed to be messy and then messy, too. Um, but the, um, the, uh, the producer of the show, director, uh, he was told by – the distributors, uh, just to um, name it, you know, have messy and then, you know, and then name hit, a, you know, hit a lick, make it hit a, the other one, hit a lick too, because, you know, the crime and all that type of stuff. So it was kind of it was a continuation, like you said, it was a right, right. Yeah, that's the way, okay. yeah, so yeah, we, I get yeah. We about to shoot, yeah, yeah. We about to hit, we about to shoot hit a lick three this fall down in um, South America. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Off oh, location, yeah. like yeah. you. Yeah, that's dope. That is really, really dope. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess that would cause yeah. that, that would entail a lot of uh, so you would literally have to be down there for the whole time of the shoot. Well, my um, in Hitler 3, um, I'm well, my scenes, a lot of my, my scenes going to take place in Columbia and also back in the United States, too. But my uh-huh. character has to go because of what happened in Hitler 2 and the way it ended. My character has to go to South America, <laughs> so um, I have to go there, and that's where we're going to shoot a lot of my scenes at, in addition to when we come back to the United States, but a lot of my scenes are going to take place down in Columbia. Bogota, I think Bogota is where we're going to be at in Columbia, yeah. That's dope. That's oh, yeah, I can't dope. wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Um, I, I can't, I can't wait to... Um, is this your first time being like out of the state doing something like this? No, I was um believe it no, I was um I've been I've been to other countries at the expense of the United States government. <laughs> I was in the Marine I was in um the army, so I'm used to, I've been to other countries okay. before, but like I said, it was at the expense of the you know, the United States government. 
But um, okay. yeah, I've been to other countries no, before. Were... I've been. To... I'm sorry. I said I didn't know you were a veteran. Yeah, 82nd Airborne Division, United States Army. Yes, I was. I'm a veteran. Yeah, you can jump out of airplanes. So yeah, I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, and I'm glad I can serve too. Yeah, I'm glad I can serve my country too. Yeah. So, so go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. You were talking about oh the movie. Um oh oh so yeah um so with the movie um yeah we gonna um Hitler three it's gonna um we gonna up the ante from Hitler two and uh, my character is Matt and Matt is just gonna continue to be the the thug and the money hungry snake that he is and he's just gonna be I I. I think I'm gonna be um, worse. I would do worse than what I did in the first, as far as my character and the things I've, I've done. I think I'm gonna pick it up another notch. Well, I'm not gonna, you know, the director wants me to pick it up another notch based off the script. So I think if you enjoy Hill Lake too, which by far, um, but why, which is anyway the, um, it's one of the the most watched movies on Tubi two, two TV. And depending on what's we okay, it might be the number one movie on Tubi. They say yeah. those Tubi, re- yeah. they say the Tubi residuals are good. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I heard they are too. You know, <laughs> but I haven't, you know, I haven't got, I haven't got that, I haven't got that yet. But yeah, you say? I heard <laughs> but, they um, are too. I heard they are too. Yeah, but I, I guess I'll, I'll find out soon. You know, um, uh, when the when the payments come. But um, yeah, Hillary Three. Um, I'm excited about. Uh, what's going to happen for my character Mac and the things he's going to be doing? So, um, I, I I would definitely uh, keep people posted, you know, when we start filming and when it comes out. But uh, if they like Hit League Two, I I, I think they're going to like Hit League Three. Please do, I'm sorry? yeah, because I'd love to like follow up with that kind of stuff. There's so many people doing so much now. Doesn't it seem like yeah. you, since the pandemic, people have really got involved in this in this whole culture of comedy? Yeah, um, yeah, because um, where I go, I go to this place called the Dirty Bull Brewery, right? And before the pandemic, you had a certain amount of comics that would come, and you might have some days where more people would sign up than usual. But now, um, you got got like seventy some people trying to sign up to come to an open mic. So what they had to do, they had to, um, they had to change the format where people had to sign up online. And they let Google decide through a lottery who gets those things because so many people want to do stand-up. Now, I mean, like, I mean, it's people that come in there I've never seen do stand-up before, but that's because I think since the pandemic, people are like, you know what, whatever I want to do in life, I might as well go ahead and do it because, you know, this, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So I think that's why you see so many people doing so many different things. Right, you do. But you know what, like I said, yeah. we, we have so many things available to us now. Like I know, I yeah, literally do. know that started out on stage, and now they write for other comedians. They don't even get oh, on wow. stage anymore. Wow. They get to watch really? jokes. Yeah, it's a lot of people that write jokes now for people. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that are afraid that have stage fright, but they they like to write. It's it's, right. it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Like people do. Oh yeah. And there's a guy that got into um, taping people's sets and editing them for him. Now he sells different clips of people's work 
and so that they can get work. Like, there's so many ways to make money in this field. Um, another guy, he bought a press machine, and he works with the comedians, and he'll press up their merch for a decent price. Oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's great. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so many ways to make money in this field. That's why I say a lot of people, you're not limited to just being on your on the stage. Like, us as comedians, we're used to just work of getting on stage and maybe selling some merch. You know what I'm saying? But it's other comedians right. that are utilizing all of their talent. They are writing for people. They are flipping, editing videos because they don't do shit all day and they offer this. There's comedians that will that will write your bio and make your bio look clean. There's comedians that will do all kind of stuff because a lot of these comedians, you think about it, a lot of these comedians are smart. You'd be surprised at how yeah. many doctors and lawyers engineers get up on stage and writers these people know how to do these are resources i tell people all the time other comedians are resources that's what networking is all about you know you're going to meet a comedian that may have a a outlet to a a good photographer for your headshot you might have a comedian that has a good for you know what i'm saying for if you want to do a whole a whole photo spread of you seducing a microphone, you can find that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just all kinds of stuff. It's, it's endless ideas in this field. So I'm trying yeah, to do true. them all. You know, I'm trying to get these. I'm trying to get these grand, this grandbaby out of my hair a little bit, and then I'm, I'm gonna be doing my thing because me and God is on this journey right now, and he's, he's putting some things into place, but the money got to start coming in somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'd be the problem. <laughs> we got to yeah, get the money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to get the money right. together. Right? But, Absolutely. But other than that, you know, it's, it's it's just too much out here to do now. There's way too much yeah. out here to do. What would you like What would you like to get into as a comedian? Like, what, what are some things that you would like to eventually do? Do you want to do – do you want to do cruises? Do you want to – um, maybe move to a big city? Like, is, what do you want to do with your comedy career? Or are you content with where you are now? Um, I'm not I'm not content uh, because I have a long-term goal. Um, speaking of cruises, I would like to I would like to do something like cruises, but my, my main goal is, uh, as far as a comedian, is, you know, to actually be um, on the road more, you know, like every week or every other week, um, going places to do my stand-up. Uh, but more importantly, I want to build my brand as, um, you know, Donnie Attorney, Dean Attorney, Get a Watch, whatever. I want to build my brand as a comedian actor so that I can do more things. Um, like, um, I wear robo things. So my, my goal is to ultimately be able to sell my robes, um, um, my shirts and all that. But I want to have it like in my own clothing line, just like I got my own shoes. So my, my ultimate goal is to be able to have my own brand that branches off and do so many other things where people say, okay, we need to tap in and talk to uh, Mr. Kearney here because he has a brand. He has a book. Right. Uh, he has his own shoe line. He has his own clothing line. You know, he's a comedian. He's an actor. Um, let's get him to come speak to our, the people at our church or come speak to people at our school or to, um, you know, to um, represent our brand or whatever that may be because he, he has that persona. He has, you know, what we're looking for. So that we can, both parties can mutually benefit financially from his brand. And that's my ultimate goal as 
a comedian to build my brand. And I tell a lot of comments is that, and I don't expect everybody to believe, you know, think like I think, Danny, but I tell them, if you're serious about it and you want to do this, consider yourself, consider your brand. You know, who are you? What, what, you know, you shouldn't right. just be a comedian to pick up the mic. And like I said before, if that's your goal, then that's fine. Have at it. But mm-hmm. if you want to get to certain levels and you say you want to have money, you want to have this and that, you must think business-wise or you must think in terms of being an entrepreneur because you are your own right. entity and your own entity becomes your own brand. So think Kevin Hart. Um, look at what he's doing. Kevin Hart makes more money than any comedian every year based off of everything he's doing. The com- you know, the, right. uh, the commercials he's doing. And- I always yeah. tell people, look at yourself. Look, look at yourself as a business. You yeah. are, you are exactly. a business. Right. You know, You're so a business. You are a business first. That's it. You're a business. Yeah. Whether it be startup, whether it be startup, small or big, you are a business. And there's levels to that business. So, you know, yeah. I've learned from uh, quite a few people that have degrees in business with that. And that's one of the things that I lack. You know, I'm so used right. to being the talent where I just show up and perform that I haven't really gotten into the business side of it, but I I see it. I see it, and I see how lucrative it can be. Unfortunately, you have to have money to make money. So in order to sell gods of merch, you have to have gods of in, inventory of merch. Right. You, you know must. what I'm saying? Like, it, you have to have different things to buy in order to see profit from that. You have to be able to travel in order to get on different stages from out of town. You have to be able to put yourself up if the if the promoter can't put you up. Um, you have to be able to drive if you don't live in that city um, in order to get those opportunities or take advantage of those opportunities. You have to have money, you know. So it's just one of those things that how how bad do you want it? There's so many different ways to make money in this, but you might, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. I know I've had to make some sacrifices. Um, yeah. My merch is a small thing right now, but I do my small thing right now, so eventually my small merch can turn into a, a hundred T-shirts. You know, right now I can't put a hundred T-shirts out for merch. I got bills to pay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. I live off of what exactly. I do. I don't punch every day. So, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, you have to make sacrifices and and pick and choose, you know what you're what you're That's able true. to do in this field. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's so true. Um, but I, I think I thank God too for these um, so-called internet comedians coming out and changing the game, like Country Wayne and Ryan Davis and Daphne um, Springs. All them, they have literally given comedians the blueprint to give yourself more exposure so that they can do everything you just mentioned so that your brand can continue to grow and you can make money and you can be in a position where you say, like you say, hey, okay, well, the promoter can't put you up in a hotel room, but no problem. I got the money to get my own room and stuff. So they have made a blueprint for us to go to another level, and I love it. I, I think one of the best things that ever happened for comedians or anybody in entertainment is what um, these comedians do with skits and all that type of stuff. Um, that's why I root so hard for people like Country Wayne because he made it possible, you know, for guys like us to say, hey, you know what, 
You ain't got to be in yep. the game 20, 30 years before you get found or someone recognizes you. You right. can just blow up overnight. And because, I, you know, when I came in, when I came in comedy, which was 10 years ago, I, I was right. I was kind of uh, I was kind of taught etiquette through right. those comedians, and, right. and what was always reminiscent in conversation was you got to put the time in. Right, it right. It don't matter if you if you if you don't if you because you're gonna not be prepared as you should, and it's gonna show up. It's gonna show up somewhere. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, I, I like, that part. you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? It, 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 and, and and Country Wayne been doing comedy a lot longer than didn't didn't none of these people that you hear about now really none of them are overnight. Even these yeah, these yeah. skit comedians, a lot of these skit yeah. comedians found out they fucked around and found out. You know why? They blew up on the mm-hmm. internet. They got they got millions of followers. They got booked at comedy shows and they bombed. Yeah, I heard those stories. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard about. You know why? Those stories. Oh yeah, I know why. Because everybody bought into the idea of the brand that he was selling, that he's fun right, doing right. these skits. And then when you get up there, that stage is a different. That's a whole different uh, demon. Like that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother facet. And you get up there, and it's a different beast. And your skit don't transfer on stage the way it does on your skit. And then here you go, flopping. It's it's been done plenty of times, four times that we don't even know about. Because Mm. social media has, has, everybody is a comedian. Everybody's a comedian. There's people that were, that were, that were anti-socials. You got betas out here being funny. You got you got antisocials <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody right. is a comedian. So I think that there's been also like a a little bit of disrespect to the craft um, because now mm-hmm. people feel like they can do it. Even when you tell people you're a comedian, what's the first thing they say is tell me something. Or or they or or you ever get the people that try to say something funny on the low to see if you'll pick up on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, say oh, something absolutely. funny all, all the time. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because oh, yeah. they want you to think that they're funny. They want you, everybody right. wants to be funny. I've had people say, you can keep that one. I don't want your little, I don't want your little joke. I don't, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, I get, I, you yeah. can have oh. your joke. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm yeah. not gonna remember that shit. Yeah. I smoke too much weed. I'm not gonna remember your joke, yeah. Lamb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't. I, I get that a lot. I don't. I'm yeah. not gonna remember your joke. So right. that's just what it is. And you know, people, people are just, you know, like I said, they, they disrespect the craft too much for me. And I was, I was raised with certain etiquette by, by old heads that was like, you know. You put that time in, you know, because really any OG comedian, they're not going to respect you. Once right. you tell an OG yeah. that you've been doing comedy yeah. for five years and they've been doing it for 30 and they open right. up for you with a guest spot, they're going to be looking yeah. at you like, nigga, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, really that, that, that yeah. Well, well, see, so, with you that, know, I blame. 
Yeah. I blame the comedy clubs for that because they would book these guys based off the fact they had millions of followers and, and disregard the fact that they I, really absolutely. couldn't they, they really couldn't, yeah, yeah. I think it's made them lazy. I think it's made them lazy in their search. I think it's made yeah. them lazy in regards to being real. Um, what, what did they say? That people used to go out to different clubs and scout like comedians and look yeah. for talent. And that they don't yeah. do that anymore. Like, oh, no, no, no. They don't, they don't, no, it's all about, no. They don't do it no more. They stopped that. Yeah, they did stop that. They don't do it like that no more. They, what they do is, like you said, they go straight to social media, and that's what they, that's what they grab. And, and I'm so glad you mentioned you know, putting the work in, like, I still go to open mics to work on myself. And I know comics, nah, man, I ain't going to open mics, man, because I would not stealing my jokes. I'm like, bro, anybody can take your joke. <laughs> What's it come out your mouth? They can take your joke, so. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah. And people yeah. I mean, famous too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They need take advantage of the fact of even when you come in from your own city, like your own city has a certain vibe. Every city has a comedy vibe, and you right. know you know your city's vibe. But do you know your 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 surrounding city's vibe? Do you know the next state over's vibe? Right. Do you right. know uh, the chicken circuit vibe? Do you know uh, a multicultural room? A vibe? Do you know a, a clean vibe? Like you have to be right. well versed in this in this field. Like most comedians that go to a room that they headlining for, what are they doing? They in the crowd. They peeping out what the crowd is laughing at. They looking at their the, yeah. the people that's opening up for them. They're the the headliner is the professional. That's the one that right. knows. Okay, I got 200 people in this room, predominantly white. Um, they're laughing at the kid jokes. They're laughing at the dating jokes. Bam. I right. already know what jokes I'm about to do. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, already exactly. know what my yeah. audience wants. But a right. lot of these That's comedians true. that do a lot of these comedians that do skits, they can't walk in a room and 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 check the audience. You know why? Because they going up there with what they've been getting laughs and follows off of on the internet. Because that's what people expect right. to see, and they know that. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, and that, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. You know, it's you you can't win for losing. You know, both sides lose. You know what I'm saying? Because, like oh, yeah. I said, the craft for stand up has less respect than it used to. Yeah, you know, I noticed that. But yeah. we see a lot of people. A lot of people don't survive it. I will say that. I've I've been in it ten years and I've seen I've seen a lot of comedians not doing it anymore. You know what I mean? Or did oh, really? it when oh, I wow. first? Started. Yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot of people don't. Do it. I, I know a lot of comedians that have passed away. I've buried probably four four comedians that I knew. Yeah, because I maybe, saw your maybe name four. a few years back. Uh, was it was a comedian? Was it Kool Aid? What was his name? Um, yeah, cool. It was com- right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. I remember you. You had told this been a couple of years back. Right? Yeah. that well. I I met him a couple of times. I didn't know him that well, um, but he gave a lot of comedians opportunities, and he was a community guy. And you know what I mean? Like he 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 really left behind a, a legacy in Detroit. You know, and he's gonna be always. He's gonna always remain one of Detroit's finest. 
comedians because he was right. very beloved. And, you know, right. Baker's comedy has been the same since he's been gone, you know. Oh, um, shout out to Baker's wow. and um, you know, Baker's has not been the same since the passion of Kool-Aid. But, um, mm. but yeah, definitely a, a, a strong uh, comedian that has passed away. But, yeah, we buried a lot of comedians. And I was just talking about the comedians in Grand Rapids that I know in my area. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man. Right. Like yeah, none. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, been, just, it's been a couple – yeah, it's been a couple. I know to pass away too. Um, uh, yeah, since I, since Dirty I got South in, yeah. passed away. I never, I never saw that coming. Dirty South. You know who Dirty South is? I said Dirty uh, South well, just passed away. He's, no, when did he pass away? I heard the name, but when, when did he pass away? It, it's her. She's a she. Dirty South. Oh, she. Oh, oh, oh. You talking about um? Oh, you're talking about old girl from Atlanta. Um, I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. Um, um, yeah. She, yeah, she's a comment on my on my page all the time. Uh, oh my God, she was so funny. I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. She I, passed away back in November. Yeah. I'm about to look her up yeah. right now. Somebody was giving um a tribute to her. Um, I believe. Um. No, that's comedy. I'm thinking comedian Dirty South. I want to look her up, too, just because they are paying a tribute to her. Um, I believe there's a show because is it maybe her year of her passing? Because I think she passed away last year. Um, yeah, she did, but she passed away like in November, I think, um, last year. Yeah, she passed away like in November. Her name, I Man, I, can, I I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of her name, her real name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, why isn't it giving it? I know this isn't her name. Median. No, that's not her. I, there's a few people Dirty South. I didn't know that. She was the only person that I knew, yeah. Dirty South. Yeah, her name, Uh, what is her name, man? Oh man, I know her real. I can't. I think her real name saved my life. As soon as I saw, her, I'm telling you, I used to be better with that kind of stuff. Mm. And yeah, I can't, I can't find it right now because I know I got it on Facebook, but I'm trying to Google some information. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah I, it's I, I know her in thirty thousand. Yeah, she's from Atlanta. She is very, very funny. Um, I never met her in person, but I saw a lot of her. You know, she taped a lot of her set. Um, yeah, she, she would be drunk. She yeah. would be toe up from the floor, up, but tearing that stage up. Um, yeah, she was hilariously funny. Yeah, so you know, this is like I said, the comedy, the comedy business is like a rotating door. You hear about somebody for a minute, and then boom, you don't hear nothing about them, and then five years later, you hear that they lost a parent, or they was locked up, or they was, you know what I mean? Like it's just like stuff yeah. happens to people, you know? And um, yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. You know, so that's, I, that's, I'm, I'm always true. happy when I, see, when I see some comedians that are still out here, like uh, B.T. Kingsley. I still see he's out here. Um, uh, uh, Barry Brewer, you know, he just got the, the spot on America's Got Talent. Um, been okay. watching him for years. 
Um, you know, so it's comedians that I've been watching on IG that do stand-up and skits, and right. um, I'm starting to see them get some shine. And like I said, I've been watching them now for over five years at least. You know, oh, so you got you okay. do at the end of the day. You have to put the time in. I don't care what nobody says. A lot of, a couple of people have slipped through the, the cracks, and I think those right. people have slipped through the have made um, the people that matter aware that they need to start paying yeah. more attention to what this person has to offer before they put them on stage. Because now, if you pay attention, they are putting these sketch artists artists with a good lineup. So they're having the sketch oh. artist, the, the sketch person, open up for like the '85 South Boys, where you know you' about to get three funny comedians, but they still giving the new, maybe popular, get person some shine. You know what I'm saying? Right, the right. Person, I feel right. Like, the only person I feel like they let through the cracks right now unfairly is Ti. That's the only person. And right. I feel like T.I. at least is taking the craft serious and starting to do stand-up and not look forward to um, just him being T.I. and, you know, capitalizing off of being T.I., he's actually taking time out to learn. And and I can respect yeah. that, but still, I, I don't, you know, I feel like he's getting put on stages that he don't belong on. Um, yeah, you get yeah, well, you know why you're putting him on my old yeah. school mentality. You know, I, I expect people like Corey Holcomb, like, I, you know, Corey Holcomb is, is not seen as much as he should be. Oh, he wasn't the best in the Corey game. He, you're right. He needs, he's, yeah, he, he needs to be seen not, more. Yeah, but. And he's not seen as much as he should be, and he sells out shows wherever he goes. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've seen Corey. I've seen Corey, and Corey is funny. It's worth going to see Corey. Corey is funny. He is going to give yeah. you a he show. He's funny as hell. Um, yeah, he is beyond funny. Yeah, that guy's super funny. Right. Yeah, it's man, funny. He's, one, yeah, he's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he hands down, you know, um, is who he is. You yeah. know, Corey is one of those comedians that would get paid to do roles playing himself. And them is the yeah, kind of right. sex that I you know, them the kind of checks I want. I want the kind of checks that's going to pay me just for being the crazy-ass woman that I am. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's going to happen because you're talented you, and, you, and you're humble. Yeah, it's going to happen for you. You got a natural absolutely, ability. Absolutely. You. So it's definitely going to happen you know, for you. You got a natural ability. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, those are the things you're that welcome. we strive for. We strive for wanting to be able to live life as who we are. You know, as God created us. You know, people keep wanting to say, uh, God don't make no mistakes, but they live in fear. He don't make no mistakes. Right. Like, just right. just be who you are. You know, I tell people all the time, right. God know I'm crazy. God know he made me. He know I'm he know I'm a cut up. He know, he already know. You're not telling him nothing he don't already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Oh yeah. You ain't Absolutely. telling the Lord yeah. nothing about me, he don't already know. He already know right. I'm crazy. He already know I'm going to yeah. say what I'm going to say, and he already know we're going to talk about it later. And, you know, he's going to show right. me some things as to probably was wrong or why I probably was right. But he the only one that checked me. I'm not getting checked by nobody else. 
Exactly. And that's and that's just exactly. that's just my attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like um people are way overly concerned about other people when our lives are predestined and you know what what is the problem? People need to start having a little bit more faith now. I think that that's what the world is missing. Um, the world is missing love and faith, and they they don't believe in nothing. Music is a heavy influence, and they got all this trashy music out here. Um, right. Not knowing how much the influence music is, um, not knowing how much of a uh, influence uh, publications to violent shows and um, all of this stuff they feed in your, your your head in the news about us killing each other and us being killed. Everything is on camera. Um, we are all traumatized by the by the by today's world and what goes on in the world. We got natural tragedies. We got fires from Canada affecting the whole world's air quality. We got UFO sightings. Like <laughs> the world yeah, is a lot. going bonkers. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> if there was You're right, the world is going bonkers. The world yeah. is flipping out. The world is flipping out right now. And, you yeah. know, it's just, it's crazy. And I think that people are lacking um, compassion for humanity. I think that people are afraid to be who they are because of the perception that social media puts out about who you should be. Um, we're not all supposed to be rich. We're not all supposed to be poor. However, uh, none of that has anything to do with your heart. None of that has yep. nothing to do with what you can do for your man, for your, for your neighbor. That has nothing to do with how you treat other people. You know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, don't get me started on all of that because you see I'm already getting ready. Well, I'm telling you, the world yeah. be getting me going because it's so easy. You know, we make everything right. harder than what it is. It's so easy. It's so easy to be kind. <laughs> it's so easy right. to be yeah. kind. Yeah. It's so easy to be friendly. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that you have to tell people or remind people to be kind. It's it, it's just I'm I'm just dumbfounded, but no. but yeah, that's the world we live in. So yeah, it's the world we live in. Absolutely. So um, so with comedy, with you being um and traveling with everything, have you ever done any being a veteran done anything for the troops? Have you ever done a show for um anything like no, that? I thought about doing one. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I haven't done a show specifically for troops, but I've been on shows that have honored the troops. You know, um. And here in North Carolina, we have a lot of military bases. So uh, someone always around Veterans Day or Memorial Day, they have a show, um, you know, they're honoring, you know, the troops and stuff like that. So I've been a part of that. Right. But I haven't actually, I haven't actually been on a show where the troops are actually there, which I would love to do since I'm a veteran and I know what they go through. So I would love to be a part of that. I've even reached out and inquired about it, you know, with um, USO and all that and whatnot, you know. But, you know, of course you got to, in order to get on that type of stage, you have to, you know, basically have some deal attached to an agency, have a manager, or really be famous, you know. Oh, so, but um, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying because I, yeah, absolutely. there's nothing like Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and, you yeah, know, sometimes I feel like, you know, agents, 
you know, you do a lot of the stuff that agents do before an agent even gets a hold of you. You know what I mean? You're the right. one making the clips yeah. to your shows and putting it to your bios and sending out. That's basically all the agents do. The agents just, you know, they, they just get the first the first call of everything or the first, you know, run of everything. But, you yeah, know, exactly. um, yeah. not, not having an agent. What what would you advise any comedian? Like, is there something that you – what is your go-to when you bump into a comedian that's up and coming and ask about, you know, what you know what advice would you give me? Give me some things that you like to tell um, up-and-coming comedians or anybody that may want to try comedy. What is your advice to them? Well, I, I, I first of all, I ask them, it depends on two things. If, you, if you're something that you like to do and you just want to do it as um, a hobby or – uh, something along those lines, then I, you know, I tell them, I say, well, you know, that's all, that's what you want to do. You know, go to the open mic and just use it for that. But if you want to, like I said before earlier, if you want to be a full-time comedian, get to the next level, do all those great things, then I tell them you got to put in the work. Like you said earlier, you have to go to the mic. You got to work on your crowd. You got to also um, continue to build up your, your image to get exposure. You know, certain other things you got to do, like, you could be a comedian, but like you said earlier, you can still do skits where to get your exposure. And you have to you just have to be committed to it. I said, just like anything else, I said, I don't care how funny you may be in front of family and friends. If you want to be good at stand-up, the easiest way and the only way is repetition, practice. Go to the open mic and continue to work on your craft. Continue to um, write. And everything will come together for you. And I tell all of them that. I said, there's no shortcut to this unless you got somebody famous in Hollywood, they can help you out or something like that. Other than that, you just have to put the work in if you're really serious about being a stand-up comedian. You have to write. You have to go to the open mic. Because, like you said earlier, it's a different animal when you're on that stage and it's just you and that microphone. And if you want to be good at it, you have to practice it. And that's what I tell a lot of them. I ask, that's what I tell them. I say, depending on what you want out of it. And it's nothing wrong if you want to just, you know, you're fine with doing mm-hmm. local shows and, um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And even <laughs> with that, if you, be, yeah, yeah. if you want to be good with that, you still got to practice. So I tell them, I say, it just depends on what you want to do. And I say, because you're going to dictate Absolutely. where you go. Your work will dictate where, how far you go in this business. Just like anything else, just like with your regular job. You know, if you BS Absolutely. on that, well, you're going to get BS results. And it's the same thing with stand-up. It's what you put into it is what you get out of. And I tell all of them that. And I say, once you know what you want to do, then it'll be a lot easier for you to get to where you want to go. Right. Absolutely. And that and, and that that's kind of the same thing I always tell people. The stage is your best teacher. Yeah. The more you get on stage, yeah, the better yeah. you be because you're gonna learn you're gonna learn your mistakes. You're gonna walk off that stage knowing where you missed your punch. You're gonna walk off yeah, that stage you, knowing yeah, where yeah. you missed the audience. You're gonna walk off yeah. that stage knowing where you might have offended somebody. You're gonna walk off that stage knowing where you know what I'm saying, like where where you where right. you hit. You're gonna know, like so. The stage yeah, is always absolutely, absolutely. And with that, we're gonna go yeah. ahead and take us a little break. We gotta we're gonna wrap this thing up. We're gonna play a few songs. And Donnell, can you hang with us a little bit longer? Absolutely. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get me some more coffee and go to the bathroom. Absolutely. I'll be right back. All yeah. right, that absolutely. sounds good. All right, well you do that. And um, we're going to go to a break here, everybody, and play a few songs. This has been a great interview. Uh, thank you for listening. But let's go ahead and... Um... Wait, 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 w
pay by speaking kind The race I think inspires me to shake the streets of rhymes I ain't depressed alien size, known a future minds I can prove it science like a snoop and flying And letting loose a lion was a worst mistake Since my birth was great, but I heard it late Ever since I searched for fate and found it, now I circulate They regurgitate in a nervous state Man, they hurt but hate, they can search like me They can search like me Yeah, I know it's not impossible Yeah, I know it's not improbable I was told to stop, but not, I won't I was told to stop, but not you and yeah, I, I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and I. 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 You You and I, it's me and you, you understand, we can make it, by any means, do anything, you and I. We are back, Caribbean radio show, comedy chat with your girl, Danny Redwine. You just heard Malik Jordan, you and I, that is an independent artist that we feature on our show. You also heard Serena Monet right out the go, that's Chicago, with one headlight. You go and check out these independent artists, that's Serena Monet with one headlight. And Malik Jordan with you and I, you can find them on all streaming platforms. And you know we had to go with some old school reggae. I had to play me some Dawn Penn with that You Don't Love Me. You already know that's one of my favorite classics. But we got our guests on the line. We only got 10 minutes left, y'all. I'm so sick about it because this has been like one of the dopest shows that I've had. Like as far as like going back and forth, corresponding, it's been smooth. It's been great. My guest has been funny, hilarious, informative, and just his true self, and we've had a good conversation. So, Donnell, this is this has just been great. Yes, it has. Uh, once again, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm enjoying this. And um, just to be on the show with a fellow comedian, but not just that, uh, um, a cancer survivor and a, a black woman that's a minority. So I'm just glad to be on your, um, your platform and do anything I can to get more people to watch it. So, it's um I'm truly absolutely. blessed and I'm honored absolutely. to be on your show. Yeah, we'll have to post the link. You can post the link on your show. This show will actually upload um after it's you know, after the show is done, it will upload and you'll be able to share that link and people will be able to go back and watch the show if they missed it today. They can listen to oh, it cool. tomorrow or listen to it whenever whenever they want to, it is available. So um, okay. you know, and you can keep it for yourself. Share it on your page. So yeah, so okay. we, we try to do that there. Yep. So tell us things oh. that you have coming up. What do you have coming up for us, Donnell? Like what movies? Are you writing another book? What do you have coming up? Well, um, coming up, um, I, I, I said before earlier, um, I got we're going to South America later on this year in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, to do the film Hit Any shows that, <laughs> and you're gonna. Say, I'm sorry. Yeah, the in, uh, shows that are in in the states at all. In your city? Yeah, I got some. I got I got some upcoming shows. Um, I got another thing. I got a show next Friday on the fourteenth. I got a Jack show coming up. Um, I also have some shows. What's called Ghetto Rock Your Friends? We're going to be doing here in Durham, North Carolina. That's going to be coming up um, in July and in August. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. 
Um, I got some more shows that I got to go to out of out of state that I'm going to be doing. And um, um, currently also writing, you know, trying to finish writing the script with um, Top 8 for Italy 3. So that's coming up. And then I got some uh, some other um, opportunities that are going to be coming up. Uh, matter of fact, on Monday, um, I'm going to be in this movie. I got to film that. I forgot about that. I'm filming I'm this, um, another comedy. I got a scene in that movie. But that same day, Monday, I got a business opportunity um, in Danville, Virginia, um, that I think is going to take my comedy career to a, my comedy and acting career to a different level. So I got some, some things oh, coming up that I'm very, um, that. Yeah, very happy about. From- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that so that way, with more money I can get, then I, then I can book you and put you on one of my shows here in North Carolina because I'll be able to afford you there. <laughs> I would, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Now, I was close to you. Um, well, I wasn't close, but I was in uh, Greenville, Columbia. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah Greenville. Yeah, yeah, I know what I said. I yeah, yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, com- yeah. Well, comedy Zone. Comedy Zone there. Yeah, yeah. I remember you and, said, uh, yeah, how far is that from you? And I said, it's like four hours. But I know exactly where you Yeah. Were. yeah. Yeah, it was a good crowd. We we had a good we had a good crowd that weekend. Um, okay, who, who did up. you open yeah. up for? Who did, did you feature that? Who did you for, feature for? I I featured for um, Isaiah Kelly. Okay, that's right. You did say that. That's right. You sure did. I remember that. Yeah, Isaiah yeah. Kelly is um, is Gerald Kelly's son. And okay. Okay. He's been in for he's been in for a while. I think he's in like his twenty second year. He started doing comedy. Gerald put him in comedy when he was a kid. So he started doing comedy oh, wow. when he was like ten or eleven years old. Oh um, wow. Wow. Yeah, he, he opens up hmm. for Lavelle Crawford. That's how I got linked up. That's how I was able to open up for Lavelle because I was featuring for Isaiah. I opened I did a couple features for him in Detroit. And ever since okay. then when he's on the road, um, he'll throw me he'll throw me a bone every now and then. He's got a it's me and a couple other features that he kind of rotates. And um, okay, yeah, I'm the only the only female comedian that he rotates. So that's an honor. So I've 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 been that's able great, to be yeah. on the same stage. Yeah, I've been able to be on the same stage as Lavelle, and now I'm one of his openers. So so yeah, shoot, I might be yeah, in fantastic. for today, you know. Yeah. yeah, but That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's it's been a good experience. It's been a good experience because he, with him being a headliner, is is these are true feature spots. Like I have to hold my weight. You know what I mean? Like regardless of if yeah. you tell me fifteen minutes or twenty five minutes, I got to hold my weight. So it definitely, you know, puts the pressure on you. But I, I work well under pressure, as most of us comedians do, and um, yeah. you know, it's always a good show. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned pressure, and I want everybody to hear this, what I'm about to say about pressure. There's no pressure if you know what you're doing. Always remember that. Absolutely. Absolutely. My my grandmother always said that. I remember um, I was going for a job interview, and my grandmother, my late grandmother told me, I said, said, Grandma, I'm, I'm nervous as hell, and I don't know if I can do this. And she said, baby, how long have you been doing this? And um, I said, I've been doing it for a while, Grandma. She said, well, let me tell you a little secret. There's never no pressure when you know what you're doing. And she said, do you know what you're doing? I said, yeah, absolutely. She said, well, there ain't going to be no pressure. And she was right. And I got the job. Right. So I tell everybody that. I tell everybody that there's no pressure if you know what you're doing. And don't get that right. confused that with anxiety or nervous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's so, why I work no, well under it because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Think yeah, about when you absolutely. don't know what you're doing. That's when you got pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, when you up there right. sweating. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, so where can we find you? Like, what platforms are you on where we can find you? What social media uh, engines should we search to find information about you? Um, I think, uh, well, Facebook, I got two pages. Um, my, my government name, Donnell Kearney, uh, with parentheses, Dink, Ghetto Rocher. So you can find me on that page. That's my personal page. Then I have a business page, Ghetto Rocher, and they can find me there. Uh, Instagram is Ghetto Rachi. TikTok is Ghetto Rachi. And Twitter, they can find me on there as Donnie Kearney. And that's how they can find me. And if they also want to watch me perform, they can um, type in Ghetto Rachi on Amazon Prime. They can find me and watch my comedy special. And they also can watch me host the Look Out Comedy Show on 2B TV. And um, they want to watch some crime drama, um, Just they can also find me, you know, being a total... Uh, complete thug and hit a lick too, and messy. <laughs> um, they can find that on through this. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I have people stop me now asking me, am I really like that in real life? And I'm like, no, I'm just playing the character. But you'll be surprised how people really, they really believe that you are these people in these in these movies. They really do. I get stopped all the time. Right. And I tell people, all, I tell people all the time. I, sometimes I try to say, no, that ain't me. They say, no, that's you, man. So are you really like that? Uh, is there other guys like that? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not a thug in real life. But people, you'd be surprised how people really believe these roles you play. They really, yeah. yeah I've been absolutely. In the balls and, absolutely. Yeah, I was, like, mad, I was mad at Tupac. I was mad at Tupac for years after he played Bishop. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had people in my family say, "Man, we couldn't stand your ass in the, in, uh, the movie. Like, man, the way you were, like, yeah." And I'm looking at them like, "You do know I'm playing a character." It's a yeah, it still don't matter though. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that just, means, just, that really... just means you did a good job. That just means you did a good job playing that role. You were believable. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, and I'm gonna say something about acting. Absolutely. Acting is hard too. That's Absolutely. a. That's not an easy thing Absolutely. to do either. And that takes work and to be somebody else. Um, yeah, that's right. a lot of work. Right. Yes, believe me. Right. That's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> It is. So, um, it is. Yeah. And on that note, yeah. we got about we got about fifteen seconds before the show is gonna end. So I wanna thank you for coming out and thank you all that tuned in to the video show. This has been our guest, Donnell. Thank you for coming. And this is your host, Daniel welcome. Wine. We are out. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Donnell, for coming out. I appreciate thank you. it. You're very right. welcome. Thank you for having me. Too. Okay. No problem. This, this, this has been a great show. I mean, the show has already ended. It's just us talking now. But uh, oh yeah, it's oh, a great. Day. Oh. Well, thank you so yeah, much. I, really, I want to thank you for having me. Um, I'm gonna post this on my page and everything. I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you putting me on. And like I said before, anything I can do to bring exposure to your show as um, a black woman, I'm all for it. So um, anything I can do, and I, as I tell a lot of people, as my name grows in this business, anything I can do to help you. Just reach out, and I got you. Um, anything. So, because I want to make sure that Absolutely. you get to the next level. I want to make sure you get to the yep. next level. Yeah, and I was oh, going to tell you, too. I was going to tell you, too. I said I was going to tell you. 
I didn't, I don't mention it on the radio, but you were t- we were talking about inspiration. And remember when I was telling you when I was going through cancer that I was going through divorce and my firstborn son was going to prison. Yeah. Remember? Okay, so that firstborn yeah, son yeah. is the young, that that firstborn son is the same young man you've been listening to on the radio. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That wow. Indi- that independent artist is my firstborn son. Look at God. That's all right. He's gonna he's doing good. Look That's at God. Yeah, look, look at, God. at God. So you, wow. everybody, everybody has a transition. Everybody has their journey. And you know, I I see you. I pay attention to you. I like everything that you're doing. So you know, it's been an honor to talk to you today. So we will keep in touch. And absolutely. Uh, and we'll. We'll definitely collaborate again, and you enjoy yep. your weekend. Yeah, you too. And, and one more thing, Dan, if you don't mind, I would like to get your address because I want to send you a book of the Sparrow Will Fly. I want to send you a copy. Um, so okay. uh, self-authorized okay. copy. Okay. I, I will, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, I'll put my yeah. address. I'll DM. I'll DM you my address. Yeah, please do because I want to make sure you get that. Oh, and one more thing. Please tell your beautiful uh-huh. mother. I say hello. You got a beautiful mother. Your mother is beautiful. Your mother is beautiful. Oh, thank your mother. you. <laughs> yeah, you look you you, you look just like her. You look just like thank her, you. and you're pretty too. But but but, but mama got you. Mama got you like the But listen, yeah, I beautiful. know, I know. She 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 mean as a snake too. She mean as hell. And listen, really. And, um, her last name, her last name. And listen, her last name is Parker. That's Miss Parker. Oh, Miss Parker. She's beautiful. That's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful. Don't yeah, that mama make sense? Miss Parker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too yeah, funny. So yeah. I, I talk about her. I talk about her in my set. I talk about her in my set because she's been fine all her life, and people don't believe when I tell them that she means. And then I have to like you know really? do examples of shit that she done. Yeah, my mom ain't my mom ain't no joke. She was raised in a family mm. of um seven seven girls and one boy. Oh and, man. And you know she yeah so. It was a lot of cat fights, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the house. So she didn't play. Right. She was a daddy's girl, and you know what I'm saying. She she right. was an Aries to her core. Um, mm. So yeah, my mama, my mama, something else. Love her to death. Love that oh. woman to death. But she uh, crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I could imagine. But on that note, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let yeah. you go so you can enjoy your week. But um, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, and you take care now. Once again, thank you so much for being for having me on your show. It's an honor. I really appreciate that. Absolutely, anytime, anytime, and thank you as well. You have a good weekend. All right, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, bye bye.